LSB 451, stricken, smitten, and afflicted. name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Therefore, holy friends who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus, the Apostle and High Priest whom we confess. He He was was faithful faithful to to the the one who appointed him, just as Moses was faithful. But Christ was faithful as a son over God's house. And And we we are are his house, if if we we hold on to our courage and the hope on which we boast. Trust in him at all times, people. Pour out your heart to him. For For God God is our refuge. Let my prayer rise before you as incense, the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. O Lord, I call to you. Come quickly to me. Hear my voice when I call to you. May my prayer be set before you like incense. May the lifting up of my hands be like the evening sacrifice. Set a guard over my mouth, O Lord. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Let not my heart incline to any evil thing. Let me not be occupied in wickedness with evildoers. But my eyes are turned to you, O sovereign Lord. In you I take refuge. Do not give me over to death. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let Let my prayer prayer rise before you as incense, the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. We take a moment of silence for private meditation. Let the incense of our repentant prayer ascend before you, O Lord, and let your loving kindness descend on us, that with purified minds we may sing your praises with the church on earth, and with the heavenly hosts, as we glorify you forever and ever. Amen. 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 The response of reading the Passion History, as we pick up the story of the Passion History with Peter denying Jesus three times, the first denial. Now Peter was sitting outside down in the courtyard. While he was sitting, 
in the light of the fire, one of the maids of the high priest, the doorkeeper, came to him and asked, You aren't one of this man's disciples too, are you? You were with the man with Nazareth, this Jesus, the Galilean. He too was with him. She said, looking straight at him. But Peter denied it in front of them all. I don't, I don't know, know him, woman, and I, I don't, don't know, know what, what you are talking about. about. He went out to the entrance. Then a rooster crowed. The second denial. A little later, another maid saw him. She also told those who were standing around. He, he was, was with, with Jesus, Jesus from Nazareth. Nazareth. Again, Peter denied and swore. I am not. I don't, I don't know, know the, the man. man. The third denial. About an hour later, another insisted. It's, it's obvious that, that this man was also with him. Why, he's, he's a Galilean. After a little while, those who stood near approached Peter and said, It's, it's obvious you're also one of them. them. Why, Why, your, your accent, accent gives you away. You are a Galilean. Galilean. One of the slaves of the high priest, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, asked, Didn't, didn't I see you with him in the garden? garden? Again, Peter denied. Man, I don't know what you are talking about. Then he began to curse and swear. I don't know this man whom you're talking about. Just then, while he was still speaking, a rooster crowed a second time. Then the Lord turned and looked at Peter. And Peter remembered the Lord telling him, Before the rooster crows twice today, you will, you will deny, deny me, me three times. So he went outside, and he broke down and wept bitterly. The second meeting of the Jewish council, the Sanhedrin. As soon as it was morning, all the ruling priests, the elders of the people, and the scribes, that, that is, the whole Jewish council, had a meeting. They brought Jesus before their council and asked, Are you, Are you the, the Christ? Christ? Tell, Tell us. us. He said to them, if I tell you, you will not believe me. And if I, if I ask you a question, you will not answer. But from now on, the Son of Man will be sitting at the right hand of the power of God. And all of them asked, Are, Are you then the, the Son of God? God? He answered them, As you say, I am He. They asked, Why, Why do, do we need, need any more testimony? testimony? We, we ourselves have heard Him say it. Then the entire assembly decided to put Jesus to death. And they stood up, bound Jesus, took him to Caiaphas to the palace, and handed him over to Pilate the governor. It was early in the morning. Judas hangs himself. When Judas, who betrayed him, saw that Jesus was condemned, he felt sorry and brought the 30 pieces of silver back to the ruling priests and elders. He said, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. And they said, What, what do, do we care? care? That's, That's your problem. problem. Then Judas threw the money into the temple, and he went away and hanged himself, falling head first. He burst open in the middle, and all his intestines poured out. When the ruling priest took the money, they said, It's, it's not, not right to put it into, into the temple, temple treasury, since, since it, it is blood money. So they decided to use it to buy the potter's field for the burial of strangers. And that's why the field has ever since been called the field of blood. Then what the prophet Jeremiah said was fulfilled. They took the 30 shekels of silver, the price of him on whom the children of Israel had set a value, 
and they gave them for the potter's field, as the Lord directed me. LSB Hymn 436, Go to Dark Gethsemane. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. We're reading from Job chapter 14 today, 1 through 14, but I'm just going to focus on these words. There is hope for a tree, if it be cut down, that it will sprout again, and that its shoots will not cease. Though its root grow old in the earth and its stump die in the soil, yet at the scent of water it will bud out and Put out branches like a young plant. This is the word of the Lord. Now, dear friends of Christ, over the past month we've been studying the book of Job, and as most of you know the plot, Job was a prosperous and a happy man. But Satan alleges that the only reason Job worships God is because God has bribed Job with so many blessings. Satan bets that if Job loses his blessings, Job will turn and curse God. God gives Satan permission. To do anything he wants to Job except take his life. Job then, of course, loses his wealth, which was estimated to be probably about $45 million in today's currency. And, and worse than that, losing all his possessions, his ten children are all killed. And in our text, Job chapter 14, Job gives a sober description of his life and of life in general. Man, born of woman, is of few days and full of trouble. He springs up like a flower and withers away. Like a fleeting shadow, he does not endure. And then Job laments. Man's days are determined. You have a decreed number of his months, and you've set limits he cannot exceed. As you hear these words of discouragement, you see that Job is at the end of his rope. He'd had it all. He'd lost it all. And he was consumed by depression and hopelessness and the thought of death. He was literally living to die. However, in the midst of his despair, Job sees something that allows a small speck of light to shine into his dark world. He sees a tree stump. Oh, it's just a, a dead stump. However, from that stump extends a sprout. The tree looks dead, but there's life. And he looks at the stump and he says, there's hope for a tree. <laughs> really? Did you catch that? Did you catch the detail? There's hope for a tree. 
this one small sprout, this one little detail, becomes amazingly so beautiful to Job. And for us on this day, when the coronavirus rules our lives and we're not in worship and, and everybody's at home listening to this, this one detail is enough for us too. Why is that? Well, a tree can be overcome and being cut down. It can overcome being cut down. Job says, if a tree is cut down, it will sprout again and its new shoots will not fail. Now, Job felt cut down. All his tragedies, all those disasters, the people that had been accusing him of one sin or another, all the accusations that God was somehow punishing Job because Job had been so unfaithful. All those things left him feeling cut off, cut down, disconnected from God, disconnected from friends, disconnected from his wife. And feeling cut down, he was living to die. His friends were no help. They offered no comfort. Instead, they only got out their axes and continued chopping at him and chopping at him and accusing him and condemning him. Sometimes people take up axes against us too. And their words cut us down to size. Chop. Children are bullies. Chop. Teenagers can be cyber bullies. Chop. Wives and husbands say things that leave their spouse dying on the floor. All those harmful words cut us down. Job had three friends, Bildad, Zophar, and Eliphaz. And they pointed out all the little mistakes that Job had made to deserve God's wrath. It's, it's like the job that Deborah Ricketts had. You don't know who she was, but she was an independent researcher for the film industry. And she made her living by pointing out mistakes in films uh, back, in the, back in the 30s. Uh, for example, you can't have a cell phone in a movie that's set in the 1930s. Right? That's a mistake. Deborah Ricketts was an expert pointing out mistakes like that, and she was able to expose the tiniest of the most insignificant mistakes. For example, in the film Raiders of the Lost Ark, Indiana Jones looks at a flight map from the year 1936. The map tells him to fly over Thailand. Well, there's a problem with that. Thailand was, then, was at that time called Siam. Another example from the movie Die Hard 2, Bruce Willis made a phone call from a payphone that was on the East Coast. No one noticed that the phone booth read Pacific Bell. And of course, Pacific Bell is only on the West Coast. Deborah Ricketts, you know, she didn't miss mistakes like that. Job's friends didn't either. They picked on every little thing that Job had done or even might have done that would have invoked such anger and wrath from God. And they exposed every little mistake and they magnified them. His friends wrongly reasoned. Listen, people don't lose everything unless there's a reason. There has to be a hidden sin. There has to be a missing detail. God's obviously punishing you, Job, for something. And they figured Job had to be an evil man, right? I mean, he has to be. His suffering proved it. God was angry, or so they thought. And, of course, they were wrong. And there it is. In the midst of their interrogation, Job sees a stump. He sees a sprout rise from that stump. And in the midst of all the darkness, in the midst of all the despair, in the midst of all that depression, Job sees hope. And he says, there's hope for a tree. It was just a small little insignificant detail, but in that moment, it meant so much to Job. That tiny little sprout offered so much hope. And Job responded to the hope that he saw by saying, its roots may grow old in the ground, and its stump may die in the soil, yet at the scent of water, 
it'll bud and put forth shoots like a plant. So there Job's life was left for dead. First by Satan who thought Job's faith, faith was a farce and then by his wife who told Job to curse God and die and then his free, three friends accused him and all those attacks left him feeling dead and hopeless inside. You know, life can do that. It can leave us feeling dead inside. As Jesus hung upon the cross, he felt that way with the world of sin loaded on his back with accusers at his feet the sinless and perfect son of god suffered and died to save us and jesus was abandoned by men he was abandoned by his heavenly father and the world chopped at him and they mocked him and they chopped at him and they derided him and they cut him down and they buried him but no matter how dark the shadow no matter how depressing things got on that good friday no matter how alone jesus felt there's hope for a tree. A tree left dead sprouts. And that's what Jesus did on Easter morning. He rose from the grave. He defeated darkness. He conquered sin. He destroyed the devil's work. There's hope for a tree. And that little detail makes all the difference in the world. In fact, that little detail makes all the difference in how we deal with our own suffering, with our own sin, with our own darkness, and with our own death. Jesus had been cut down and left for dead. But in the midst of history's darkest and deadliest moment, there was hope. Hope. Because on the tree of the cross, Jesus took away our sin and wretchedness. And Jesus knows our pain. He knows our loneliness. He knows our rejection. He suffered and died. And then renewal came. Three days later, the crucified one proclaimed his life. Job saw the sprout from the stump. And he proclaimed, I will wait for my renewal to come. The word renewal comes from the same word for sprout. Job saw the sprout and immediately claimed his renewal. In the midst of the darkness, in the midst of the death, he claimed restoration. Jesus did too, and so do we. And in all this, from a single, solitary, seemingly insignificant sprout, this one small part, this tiny little detail, this sliver of truth is beautiful. And for us on this day, it's enough. And that's why Job said, there's hope for a tree. And that's why no matter how tormented we are, no matter how broken we have become, no matter if death ho hovers over our doorstep, we can say, there's hope for me. Jesus is a stump of Jesse. And that detail, a sprout on the stump of a tree, is beautiful. And it's enough. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus and to life everlasting. Amen. During our offerings, of course, we can't do that, so please, we remind you to send in your offerings. You can either use e-giving, uh, mail, mail your envelopes to the church, or deliver them to the church office. We pray. O oh Lord, hear my prayer, and let, and let my, my cry, cry come, come to you. O oh, Almighty God, whom to know is everlasting life, grant us without all doubt to know your Son, Jesus Christ, to be the way, the truth, and the life, that following his steps we may steadfastly walk in the way that leads to eternal life, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. And O oh Lord God, Heavenly Father, pour out your Holy Spirit on your faithful people. Keep them steadfast in your grace and truth. 
Protect and comfort them in all temptation. Defend them against all enemies of your word and bestow on Christ church militant your saving peace. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. And O God, from whom come all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works, give to us, your servants, that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey your commandments, and also that we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may live in peace and quietness through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Together we pray the Lord's Prayer. Our, our Father, Father, who art in heaven, heaven hallowed, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. And the Almighty and the merciful Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and preserve you. Amen. Amen. LSB Hymn 550, Lamb of God. Jesus Christ, the Lamb.